familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Finding time to feed yourself especially healthy, nutritious foods can sometimes feel very overwhelming after having a baby. It's amazing how a little eight-pound being can make cooking, showering, and getting out of the house seem so challenging. So today, I'm super excited to welcome a new expert to our show. Jennifer Kelly is a yoga instructor, postpartum doula, and nutritionist, and owner of the Yogi Tree Studio in Toluca Lake, California. Today, we are talking about cooking and food tips for the breastfeeding mom. This is the Boob Group, episode 108. Breast milk, it does a baby good. Silly daddy, boobs are for babies. I make milk, what's your superpower? If my breastfeeding offends you, put a blanket over your head. Dairy diva. Don't be lactose intolerant. Nursing nature's own breast enhancement. Meals on heels. Whoever said there's no use crying over spilled milk, never had to pump. Breast milk, all udders are inferior. Whatever your point of view, we're here to support your breastfeeding goals. We're the boob group, because mothers know breast. Welcome to The Boob Group, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. The Boob Group is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for all things related to breastfeeding. I'm your host, Robin Kaplan, and I'm also an international board-certified lactation consultant and owner of the San Diego Breastfeeding Center. Today, we are joined by two lovely panelists in the studio. Ladies, will you please introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Tess de la Garma. I am 35 this month. I am a personal trainer, and I have one son. He is nine months. Old. Awesome. Thank you. And Melissa. I'm Melissa Lang Lytle. I'm a birth and uh, labor doula. I also call myself a birth activist. I have three children Benjamin, five, Joseph, three and a half, and baby Milo, three months. Welcome to the show. And MJ, our awesome producer, would you please introduce yourself as well as tell us a little bit about the virtual panelist program, please? Sure. I'm MJ. I am 37, and I am stay-at-home mom to Jason, who's almost three, and we are actually still nursing. Um, and in my spare time, when I do have some, I get to help support breastfeeding moms. And um, so during the show, I we have our virtual panelist program, which is a way for you to join the conversation and be part of the show, even if you can't be in the studio with us. Uh, we're posting the same questions that our in-studio panelists are answering, so it's a way to share experiences, opinions or tips and you can engage and support other moms with tips and advice or just empathy it's just nice to know that you're not alone uh, we may even read your comment while we record check out theboobgroup.com under the community tab for more info on our vp program and possible perks for participation all right thanks mj hey sounds familiar if your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. 
It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Here's a question from one of our listeners. This is from Yolanda. I need help. My daughter is three months and we haven't had any problems breastfeeding until now. She refuses my right breast. As soon as I position her to nurse on the right, she begins to protest until I switch her to the right. I'm concerned because I feel like she isn't getting enough to eat because I just decided to finally start pumping. I feel like my milk supply is decreasing because of this. I'm only able to get three ounces pumped at a time and usually give it all to her at the next feeding since she will only nurse from the left. Please help. My name is Ashley Treadwell. I'm an international board-certified lactation consultant in San Diego, California. I work as a private lactation consultant for the San Diego Breastfeeding Center. Hi, Yolanda. Thank you so much for your question. I can understand your frustrations. The first thing I would suggest would be to seek out and visit a free breastfeeding support group in your area. Um, they should have a either a lactation educator or a lactation consultant will run them and they'll have their scale there and that will be good for you because you can get information on how much your baby is actually taking from the left side that she's feeding only from right now. Um, I do think it's important to remember that it can be possible for the baby to get enough from just one breast. Um, if you remember that or think about the fact that moms of twins are able to feed two babies with two breasts, um, it is feasible that one mom would be able to feed one baby with one breast. However, it, it is an issue because your baby wasn't exhibiting this behavior prior to three months and she was taking both sides. And so the fact now that she's refusing one side um, would lead me to think that something could be going on. Um, like adults, babies can get tight in the neck and the head area. Um, if we sleep funny overnight and wake up in the morning, we can have kind of a kink in our neck and it may be uncomfortable for us to turn our head one way or the other. Um, that could be going on with your baby. Um, first thing you could do is try switching positions. If you're always feeding her in the cradle position and that seems uncomfortable for her on that side, you could try some other positions. Um, there's a laid back position that's really nice. And if you actually um, look up La Leche League, they have some really great links with illustrated pictures and instructions for different positions that you can put your baby into breastfeed. We often recommend for our clients as well body work for the baby. Um, if the baby has some tightness, um, we'll recommend either craniosacral therapy or chiropractic care. Um, that can help sort of loosen the baby up and align her, and she may be more comfortable feeding on that side. I would encourage you to seek help from an international board-certified lactation consultant in your area. Um, if you think that you need additional help, they'll be able to show you some different positions. Um, and also, you know, you've mentioned your milk supply. They'll also be able to assess if your milk supply is low. Um, thank you so much for your question. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today on The Boob Group, we're discussing foods and cooking tips for the breastfeeding mom. Our expert, Jennifer Kelly, is a yoga instructor, a postpartum doula, and nutritionist, and is also owner of the Yogi Tree Studio in Toluca Lake, California. Thanks so much for joining us, Jennifer, and welcome to the show. Hi, Robin. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. So, when Jennifer, when, when we're pregnant, we think that, you know, about eating for two. But what about after the baby's born and mom is breastfeeding? What are we looking for? About how many calories does a breastfeeding mom need to consume per day? Well, I think that after a baby's born, we need to shift our thinking from eating for two and start looking at it as we're rebuilding our body after pregnancy and birth. And we're wanting to produce high-quality milk for our babies because we're starting to build our baby's bodies as well. I don't do much of calorie counting. I really focus more on bioindividuality because I think every mom is different and their experience with pregnancy is different. So coming out of that, um, the needs can be really different. But a rule of thumb is you need about 1,800 to 2,200 calories per day. And you want to go on the high end of that because your body has a lot of processes that are happening right now. You're needing to recover from a major event. Um, You know, birth is a traumatic event in the body. So there's a lot of rebuild that happens. We're rebuilding the hormonal structures. We're now having to produce milk. We're asking our bodies to do a lot of functions and it needs a lot of nutrients to be able to do that. Okay. And so, and you mentioned kind of tailoring the foods to kind of mom's individual needs. I can't say the word. Um, And so clearly all calories are not the same. Um, And so how does that depend on the type of food that mom should be consuming to, you know, build up her milk supply? Okay. Well, there's some really important things. You have to remember that everything that the mom is eating is going into the milk, right? So the quality of the food is huge. And I know a lot of moms are worried about their weight. They want to get rid of that baby weight. And so rather than being obsessed with the quantity of food, we really try to look at the quality of the food. So we'd like to really put in organic, non-processed, fresh live food that's going to rebuild the mom's body, that's going to give you awesome breast milk, and um, your healing will be faster, your baby's going to be healthier. That's really what we focus on after birth. Okay. And so I'd love to open this up to our panelists in the studio as well. So ladies, what what are your biggest struggles with eating during, you know, these early postpartum weeks and months? Melissa, how about you? I found, well, the motivation to cook when I'd want to <laughs> sit on the couch with my baby. Um, but easy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything seemed like I had to organize something and make a meal. And so I learned pretty quickly that having something quick and easy or when I did take the time to um, put things into portions and have them uh, something that I could access it at all times of the day. That, that was a struggle for me. Um, and, and, and initially some hunger, um, and, I, and I learned uh, that even when I wasn't feeling hungry to make sure that I was fueling my body. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Because mm-hmm. a lot of moms that I've worked with in the early weeks will just say, like, I'm just not hungry. It's almost in, it's those after those first couple of weeks and all of a sudden you're ravenous. Every, it's like every time you sit down to breastfeed, you're like, I'm starving. Right. But those first couple of weeks, yeah. you may not be feeling super hungry. So to kind of know that you're fueling your body. Yeah, and I think it's also important, too, that in those first few weeks, you know, you're so overwhelmed with all these changes, you know, of now being a mom 24-7 and worrying about if your baby's okay, that we forget to take care of ourselves, we forget to put on our oxygen mask. And, and one of the ways that we do that is by having healthy food available and easy to grab and eat. Absolutely. So. Tess, what did you find were your biggest struggles after your baby was born? Um... I don't have a problem eating. So <laughs> I didn't really um, hit that struggling mark at all. Uh, what I did do, um, which may have been a contributing factor, and I know this is not for everyone, was I had my placenta turned into pills. Um, so I found a specialist in San Diego and within 24 hours of giving birth, she gave me a placenta smoothie um, and the rest was in pills. And then you also receive a tincture made with an alcohol of your choice for when you're sick or you're feeling a bit low or baby blues that you put under your tongue. Um, so I think that that may have helped. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Very cool. Uh, Jennifer, which which foods do you recommend for breastfeeding moms to eat? Are, does this change depending on the age of the baby? I, I would say that the, the foods don't change, but the amounts will change. So um, because as you start weaning off of nursing, your diet, your your hunger is going to change. You're not, you're not asking your body to do as much work anymore. So you'll start, you know, your calorie intake will go down as you um, get further along in the process and your baby's nursing less. But basically, we want to focus on fresh organic fruits and vegetables, lots of fresh leafy greens. One of my teachers used to always talk about um, cows. She said, look at cows. You know, they graze in the pastures all day long and look how much milk they produce. It's amazing. <laughs> so, you know, we really want to get in those fresh leafy greens. They have lots of B vitamins, lots of calcium, folic acid, so important for so many functions in the body. Um, also important for your baby. We want to focus on organic, free-range, grass-fed meats and um, wild-caught fish, no farmed fish. Farmed fish is full of chemicals and antibiotics, and those chemicals are not only going to be toxic to your body, but also to your baby's milk. So we want to look at um, organic, gluten-free grains. We're doing a lot of studies now on um, keeping gluten out of a breastfeeding mom's diet and how that's changing the landscape of um, children's allergies and potential um, predispositions to autoimmune deficiencies, which are so rampant in our society now. So um, you want to look at gluten-free grains. Also, um, good healthy fats. I know fat is like, the, ah, no word, but um, <laughs> not all fats are equal. And bad fats certainly are unhealthy for you. But good fats our body needs, especially after birth, for rebuilding the body, especially for good, fatty, yummy milk that's good for the brain, you know what I mean? So we want to look at organic and raw as much as possible, nuts, seeds, coconut oil, extra virgin olive oil, grass-fed butter, and ghee. Um, And eating this way is going to not only bring you health, but it's going to bring you vitality, and it will take you to your ideal weight much faster than if we're eating a lot of processed foods or um, foods that have pesticides and chemicals because then your body's going to have to process that before it can handle 
your your baby weight or handle your um, hormone balance. You know what I mean? So absolutely. Um, so the cleaner the diet, you know, the faster everything goes back to the way you want it to be. So okay. And for the mom who's having a difficult time getting enough of this nutritious food into her daily diet, um, do you recommend supplements? Um, I know we'll be talking about tips later for getting these foods into their diet, but for the moms who might be having that harder challenge, um, do you have preferences for ones that might be helpful? Well, um, one of your panelists already mentioned the placenta pills, and those are fantastic. They're full of um, but vitamins and minerals, and um, that's a really great supplement for new moms. Um, also, I would look at, you know, staying on a really high-quality prenatal vitamin. Um, I would look at a probiotic, a really high-quality probiotic, and um, fish oil. Those would be some of the, the basics. I mean, obviously, supplements can't replace food, but they're there for when we need them, you know, when we need a little extra. Um, the other thing is, too, that uh, a really disease breastfeeding mom may want to consider like a high-quality protein shake. Often we're not getting enough protein, and this is going to add to um, sugar highs and lows and also depression issues. So, And we need those proteins for detoxification. There's a lot of detoxification that happens after pregnancy in the body, um, and so we want to assist the body in doing that. Do you have particular brands that you like? For store brands, I would recommend uh, New Chapter has a pretty great prenatal that's food grade. I would recommend um, Jaro brands for uh, the probiotic. And I would go with Carlson brand for the fish oil. Those are all available at Whole Foods. And even some of them you can get at um, like Sprouts and stuff like that as well. If you're working with a practitioner or you have access to a practitioner, I would probably lean towards standard process or biotics. They both um, are food grade and um, very, very well produced. So um, they're, they're very bioavailable to the body and they don't use a lot of fillers or synthetics. Um, what I would definitely say is if you're prenatal vitamin or your, any of your supplements are pink or blue or bright yellow, get rid of them. Take them out. <laughs> that means that they have titanium dioxide in them. That's what's holding the color in them. And if you don't know what that is, that's the active ingredient in sunscreen. So we don't really want to be ingesting that. And it also means that it has a bunch of food dyes and colors in it. So look for something that's a little more food grade, a little more natural. And um, the one final thing I would totally recommend for most new moms, and the, um, the um, placenta pills help with this a bit, but is adrenal support. Because oftentimes when you're coming out of pregnancy and birth, the adrenals have taken on a big load. And, uh, you know, it's really hard to get that energy back sometimes. And, um, and also uh, regulating the hormones. It helps with regulating the hormones. So um, adrenal support would be fantastic as well. Okay, terrific. Um, ladies, do you guys take any supplements or vitamins? And if so, um, what, are, what are kind of your favorites? Tess? I did want to piggyback off what Jennifer said uh, regarding the fish oil. Um, better than fish oil is salmon oil, only because in fish oil they might use a lower grade um, of fish leftovers. So if you're able to get just pure salmon oil, that um, the fatty content in that is really, really good. 
Um, and I think that is all I take right now, including the prenatal that I'm, I'm continuing to take. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Melissa? So I do take a, a whole food liquid vitamin um, and when needed probiotics. And I also, I'm a little bit freaky, but my husband and I ship um, wheatgrass from Canada because they grow it in fields. And um, I, I really like the way that makes me feel with all of that green, green. I do smoothies as well, which is just a really easy way to get nutrients into your body when you're a new mom or if you have more than one child. <laughs> and um, as well, I did, I, I took my placenta, so yeah. that really helped. All right. Fantastic. Well, when we come back, we will continue our discussion about foods and cooking tips for the breastfeeding mom with special tips for our favorite breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snack ideas. So we'll be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, welcome back to the show. We are talking with Jennifer Kelly about foods and cooking tips for the breastfeeding mom. So Jennifer, let's talk about your favorite recommendations for healthy, nutritious postpartum foods that help a breastfeeding mom's body really function at its best. What are your favorite go-to breakfast ideas? All right. So um, one of your panelists already touched on it, but smoothies are a great way to get some uh, quick nutrients. And if you're using fresh fruits and veggies, that's awesome. And if you can put in some high-quality pea protein or, or whey protein isolate or something like that, that's also really excellent because, again, you need those proteins. Um, I like uh, to to cook some eggs and cut up some avocado and cucumber and carrot slices. It makes a really nice breakfast that's not too hard to make. It's pretty quick. Um, Gluten-free steel-cut oats are great. And um, you can actually slow cook them overnight. So you can get a wide mouth thermos and you can put your oats in and put boiling water in and just leave it overnight. And when you get up in the morning, they're cooked. And then I like to throw in some, um, organic walnuts and almonds and pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds. And if you like it a little creamier, you can throw in some fresh almond milk, which is also really easy to make as well. Um, you, um, I also like to saute some greens, which, you know, happens very quickly. I'll saute that in a little coconut oil and um, maybe throw in some scrambled eggs and avocado and put it on a, like a brown rice tortilla or a non-GMO corn tortilla. Um, and sometimes I just have like leftovers in the morning, like a sweet potato and some fish or something like that. I mean, you know, you don't have to like always be eating these standard breakfast foods, you know, and and frankly, most of them are not very good for us. <laughs> they don't really give us a good start for the day. So, um, you know, I think it's, it's just as fine to have some of last night's leftovers for breakfast as it is to, like, go and make a fresh breakfast. And that makes it pretty quick and easy if you're just heating up something like that. Absolutely. One of our favorite ones that we just started doing this week was refrigerated oats. So same type of thing. You take the oats, um, you put them in a mason jar, and you put almond milk in there and some sort of nut butter yeah. or sunflower butter and maybe some sort of sweetener like honey um, or maple syrup if you have it and um, shake it 
and put it in the fridge and the mm-hmm. next morning it's totally made for you yeah. and we same thing we cut yeah. bananas and nuts and stuff like that and my kids go crazy for it they love it and it's so nice because yeah. it's straight from the fridge like first thing in the morning and it, it tastes really good and I know all the ingredients that are in there because I put them in there yeah. <laughs> so nice and you know what else works too is you can throw raisins in it and the sweetness from the raisins will sweeten everything yep Absolutely. I do that with yogurt too, like plain uh, goat yogurt. I'll take um, dried mango that is unsulfured and organic, and I stick it in the yogurt overnight, and it gets really like fun and creamy, and also the sweetness of the mango sweetens the yogurt and my kids love it that way so I don't need to add any sugar or anything to it that's great ladies what are your favorite go-to breakfasts Tess what do you love you just mentioned the overnight oatmeal we call it in Australia birch muesli and it's (laughs) funny because I just wrote it down here so what but instead of oats if you want a bit of um, extra flavor is um, gluten-free granola and many of the times the granola's got everything in it the dried fruits Mm -hmm. and all of that and instead of um, almond milk I put coconut milk in there Um, and if you leave it overnight it just infuses and it soaks up all of that coconut milk and it like almost fluffs up so Mm -hmm. it's got a really good Mm -hmm. taste Um, but for dinner it's just really simple I stick to a meat a veggie and a grain so um, you can buy uh, quinoa and brown rice um, packets and it's two servings and it's only me and my husband so it's it's really easy pop on a steak four minutes on each side a zucchini with a bit of coconut oil salt and pepper and the grains and you've got yourself dinner so you know if you, I mean you do have to be dedicated so if you you're dedicated it can be done absolutely how about you Melissa what are what are kind of your favorite go-to breakfasts my favorite go-to breakfasts are oatmeal because it's great for breast milk um quinoa sometimes even in the oatmeal or by itself nut butters I really really like nut butters those help me Mm -hmm. I feel like get my fats in because again I typically do a smoothie with my supplements so then I feel like I've already gotten that and I can just kind of eat that extra fat and 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 things Mm -hmm. that make me feel good you know egg whites are are just a go-to standard you know very cool. All right. So, Jennifer, now let's jump into lunch ideas. I find lunch is the hardest. I don't know what it is. Like, breakfast I can make happen. Dinner I can make happen. But lunch, especially as a working mom, too, I find I'm not, since I'm not in front of my fridge or I don't have access to, like, a stove to heat up soup or something like that. I mean, granted, I could heat it up in the morning and bring it with me in a thermos, but sometimes that just doesn't happen. So, I get stuck on lunch, and then I'm starving by dinner time. So, what what are yeah. what are kind of your favorite lunch ideas? Well, um, I like to do, um, I like to do quinoa and, um, make it really simple and you can make it in the morning too, cause it tastes good cold as well. So, you know, if you don't have a place where you're going to be able to heat it up later, it's fine, but I like to make the quinoa in, um, in some stock of some sort. It could be chicken or beef or vegetable or whatever. And, um, and then I put just a little bit of tamari sauce and some coconut oil in it and then chop up fresh avocado. It's, amazing and it's super easy um there's also another great recipe called uh coconut curry lentils that um i make for a lot of my postpartum mommies and they love it and um you make it with stock and lentils and a little bit of onion sauteed and it's it's literally like you put it in the pot and you walk away and you come back it's super easy to make as well um the other thing that is great for you like when you you need something quick is take some nori wraps and I'll spread some hummus on it or nut butter or tahini and some chopped up vegetables and you make like vegetable nori wraps 
and they are really yummy and fast and easy. Stir fries are always quick and easy. Um, and, uh, and salads. Um, but I have, I mean, what I'll usually do is teach my doula clients how to sort of set themselves up for the week. So it's like, we'll make a nice yummy chicken broth. Um, and then we can use that chicken meat throughout the week to make like chicken salad and make chicken tacos and throw over salads and, you know, throw in a soup. Um, and then we'll use that broth all week long to cook rices and cook quinoa and to cook all kinds of things. And it's, it makes um, everything really hearty and yummy and um, quick and easy to do. So, All right. Fantastic. I'm getting hungry. I know. I'm actually <laughs> getting started. I'm like, my lunch did not hold me over. Um, Melissa, what? throw out a favorite lunch idea. What do you like to do? Um, I'm, I do a lot of leftovers. So I, I like Jennifer mentioned in terms of setting up for clients. I too, I, I get it. I have three little boys now and I, I have to have easy things in case that I'm not feeling it that day or I'm extra tired. So, um, it's often leftovers. <laughs> like, you know, I just have cut up pieces of carrots, salad already cut and in, uh, an accessible place just to grab, um, if I did a, like a rotisserie chicken or I did a baked chicken, I'll just cut it up and put it into like easy accessible glass um, jars. Uh, and so, and like the cold quinoa, most of the time lunch I feel like is, is just kind of a hodgepodge yeah. as my, I tell my kids and we just grab from from everything that's already in there. Yeah. Because lunch you, is hard. It is hard. How about you, Tess? Um, I'm very simple with lunch. Um, at work, we I don't have a lot of time and I often eat at my desk. So I make a quick um, uh, either whole grain or gluten-free toast with a bit of pesto, goat's cheese, tomatoes, salt and pepper. And um, that sounds <laughs> it, yummy. it's so simple and it tastes so delicious. Um, yeah, that's that's I'm very standard pretty much the same thing every day so well and the one thing too that you mentioned Melissa that I always recommend to um, my moms as well is having leftovers so making enough at dinner time so whomever's making dinner the night in the nighttime you make a portion if there's two adults and those are the only people who are eating you make it for three and then you take one of the portions and you already put it away in the fridge because I know if it's sitting out on the table either my husband or I will end up eating one and a half portions each so it'll be uh, the leftovers will then no longer be leftovers anymore um, and then the next morning or the next day knowing that you have something that you can just pull out of the fridge and eat um, can be really helpful and kind of take out the stress of what am I going to eat that day right Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Jennifer, let's move on to dinner ideas. What are, what are some of your favorite dinner ideas? Well, I agree with what you're saying. And also, too, what I'll tell my clients is, like, on a Sunday afternoon, when you have some help, spend a couple hours making, a, you know, some extra stuff for throughout the week that you can grab. Um, but some of my favorite dinners are, um, I make a millet bake. So I, I soak millet overnight. And then I use that along with the chicken broth with a white fish. And I put in just a little tamari and some brewer's yeast and uh, cut up some fresh asparagus or um, uh, any kind of veggies, really, that you like. Asparagus and carrots and squash and throw that in and bake it. And it is delicious. Um, I also make a mushroom emerald rice soup. That was uh, came about because I loved mushroom barley soup and a lot of my clients did, too, but they were having gluten issues. So I figured out that if you use the um, black emerald rice or the black long green rice, it's like you get that, it's almost it's almost the same, but it's got this really nice flavor to it with the dark rice in there. Um, 
And then uh, organic grass-fed beef and mixed vegetable stir-fries are great. And I also make a lot for my clients a um, – it's a vegan butternut squash soup. So, again, I'll use that broth and some leek and um, some butternut squash. And then um, instead of using heavy cream, I use coconut butter. So it gives you that really nice creamy flavor with some great fats in there, and it's delicious. Very cool. Um, Tess, you had already mentioned one of your favorite dinners. Do you have anything else you like to kind of your go-to? I do. The standard crockpot meal. Yes, crockpot. <laughs> you do yeah, it the night before. Yeah, And it's ready for the morning. And like you've all mentioned, leftovers for breakfast is awesome. Every any any leftover dinner with eggs on top is <laughs> amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. How about you, Melissa? What's what's your go-to for dinner? Our go-to it tends to be um, more chicken than say beef. Although we will do because yeah, you know, there are places to get organic grass-fed beef that are just so easy now. But um, that and like a green vegetable, I grow kale and I grow chard and I grow some really yummy green leafy vegetables so we'll saute them um i love to bake squash when it's in season just simple with like onions and garlic salt and pepper and a little bit of olive oil i mean it just tastes so delicious so really we kind of we went vegan for a year i'll be honest and i learned a lot about vegetables and a lot about how to cook them now that we've added some organic meat back into our lives i feel like we can still utilize all those amazing vegetables that we all have you know, access to, um, because I just feel like the stores seem to be jumping on the train that so many people are really wanting more whole foods in their lives, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then snack ideas for the breastfeeding mom. We are, man, we are constantly starving. I I remember just feeling hungry all the time. And so Jennifer, what, what are your favorite snack ideas? Um, I love chopped up veggies with nut butters, uh, homemade trail mixes of organic raw nuts and seeds, and you can throw in some dried fruits and stuff in there. Um, Gluten-free granolas, but also with your granolas, watch the sugars, watch that sugar intake. Um, I love baked kale chips. Those are pretty quick and easy to make. And I always have my mama's like, bake, you know, a few sweet potatoes or yams or squashes to just have on hand when you need that quick bite. Um, the other thing, too, if you do, uh, like, nitrate-free, um, no, preservatives, no preservatives, organic nitrate-free deli meats, you can roll them up and, and snack on those. One of my favorites, though, is you can freeze bananas and then take them and throw them in your food processor, and it's like a banana ice cream that's super <laughs> yeah. fun and healthy. Yeah, so those would be some great, quick, easy foods to go. I mean, I, I always keep trail mix with me. I always keep, you know, chopped up veggies and things like that so that they're just easy easy to grab okay terrific and ladies how about you melissa favorite go-to snacks nuts usually i yeah. mean nuts and cut up vegetables that are already in and if i whole make like a white bean or hummus to dip it in or of course i'm always good for any kind of nut butter but <laughs> typically nuts and vegetables are my snack food okay how about you tess um i cure meat at home so um, it's fun. really, really easy. It's, it's, it's really, really easy. It's a, it's a piece of meat. You pop it in a like Tupperware container and you just salt it up with your favorite salt. It can be Himalayan salt or uh, any seasoned salt that 
might have some smoke, smoky um, feel to it, and turn it over every three, four days, and it starts to cook itself. Um, so just a couple of slices of those with like an olive and a bit of cheese in a little toothpick makes for really quick snacks. That's so um, fun. <laughs> sounds so good. Yes. I know. We're all going to leave here and go <laughs> eat like right now. I'll bring a sample in next time. Nice. <laughs> All right. And Jennifer, my our last question for you, you know, for our moms on elimination diets, and granted, you've mentioned a ton of wonderful ideas for moms who have um, different foods that they're they're not eating, for example, gluten and nightshades and stuff like that. Um, what resources would you recommend to help them to make sure that they're getting enough nutritious food to protect their milk supply and really keep them healthy? Um, I would, I happen to work with a lot of moms who have autoimmune issues. So, um, so I do a lot of that work, but I would have them look at paleo diets and really focus on lots of fresh veggies and getting those fats and proteins. As long as you're getting that in there, because a lot of, you know, a lot of these autoimmune issues or leaky gut issues or people who have to be on uh, elimination diets, they don't do well with grains and dairy. So um, that's why I mentioned a lot of, you know, like making the fresh almond milk or you can do coconut milk. Just watch the labels because there's a lot of additives in those sometimes. Um, but, uh, there's a really great book called the practical paleo. And I really like this book because it has 30 day meal plans. And there's one specifically for rebuilding digestion, which is really important after pregnancy because your digestion does get hit really hard during pregnancy. Um, and there's so many amazing, um, ideas in here and recipes and stuff that are, would be wonderful for a breastfeeding mom. They're going to get all the nutrients that they need. Um, there's also a really good website, and it's called um, Balanced Bites that has some great recipes and meals. And um, it's balancedbites.com. It follows more of a paleo approach. And uh, there's some fun stuff there too, you know, like snacks, uh, you know, sweets and things that you can home make that are really, you know, you could even give to your kids because they're made with really wholesome ingredients and they taste great and they're fun. Um, so that's what I, or, you know, working with a nutritionist if they're really struggling with that because, uh, you know, that's usually when they come and see me because um, they're having a hard time because they have a lot of allergies or whatnot and they're trying to figure out what can they eat. Um, and maybe often their babies will start having a lot of allergies. So um, navigating both of those situations sometimes takes having uh, some better support. That's so helpful. Thank you so much. Um, well, thank you, Jennifer, and to our lovely panelists uh, for chatting with us today about food and cooking tips for the breastfeeding mom. It was so nice to have you all on the show, and thanks, Jennifer, so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. And uh, for our Boob Group Club members, our conversation will continue after the end of the show as Jennifer will share her favorite resources for healthy, easy meal ideas. For more information about our Boob Group Club, please visit our website at theboobgroup.com. Hey, it's Ryan. Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, Boob Group. My name is Autumn Bonner. I'm the co-owner and founder of Tailored Fitness, an online video-based workout program for moms. 
I'm here today to give you some tips on exercising after having your baby. Did you know that caring for a newborn can wreak havoc on your posture? The weight of your breasts, leaning over while nursing and changing diapers, and carrying your baby in cradle hold all cause your shoulders to hunch forward. This makes your chest muscles tight while the muscles in your middle and upper back grow weak. Luckily, regular exercise can help you get your posture back. Good posture instantly makes you appear slimmer and feel more confident. To strengthen the muscles in your back, try this exercise. With your arms straight out in front of you, spaced about shoulder width apart, hold a resistance band with both hands. Keeping your arms straight, pull your hands apart, stretching the band and bringing your shoulder blades together in the back. Keep going until your arms are straight out to your sides. Return slowly to the starting position and repeat for two sets of 10. To stretch your chest muscles, open your arms wide to a T position and hold for 30 seconds. To learn more great exercises created just for new moms, check out our videos at mytailoredfitness.com and keep tuning into the boob group for more great tips on exercising postpartum. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to the boob group. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents, parent savers for moms and dads with newborns, infants, and toddlers, and Twin Talks, our show for parents of multiples. Thanks for listening to the boob group, your judgment-free breastfeeding resource. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.